0: The Tower of Babel in the Bible is a fun sentence to
1: say. Would it be so bad if an 84 year old got into heroin? Welcome to the Cat Organizational Podcast. You idiot! It's written down in front of you, you idiot! This is like the
2: buffalo chicken wrap
1: of answers. I haven't heard about hot orcs in a while. We were so horny for motion controls in 2005.
0: I can't wait to come back and tell you how it was Noah's Ark, you asshole.
3: I would also like to retroactively say I've never had cotton candy acid. So
1: Andrew's 100% doing a voice, right?
2: Everybody get off IMDB now. Time to
1: record. This episode and probably this whole, this whole podcast is a mistake. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show we talk about comic books, video games, and how Scott Summers, Logan, and Jean Grey is the polyamorous relationship we need in 2020. Man. Said, that sounds like a bad example. I don't it's, think that's a good example.
0: That's a
2: very unhealthy relationship for 2020.
0: The X Mansion blueprints show that their rooms all connect. Also, I got Ugh. kind of drunk at a party last night and like showed people a uh, a Twitter thread <laughs> discussing this in great detail. So I think I've lost some friends. Great detail. Like you know that meme that's like it's like no one, absolutely no one. Absolutely no one ever. And then something wild. I was the something yeah. wild pointing at graphs and charts. My Aww.
2: favorite version of Drunk Todd is Drunk Todd yelling about comic books.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's episode 50.
2: Hooray! Holy shit, <laughs> we made it. We did it. Who Look look at us. Who would have thought? Not, me. Not we, me. All four of us made it, too. I thought one of us was going to die. Todd. Well. I, Todd, Todd got, got pretty close a couple times. It's true. Todd got bird flu. Went to New Zealand. He went to New Zealand.
0: Those two things weren't connected, just so everyone knows.
2: Oh yeah. This is kind of a bad time Todd joke about it. Todd
1: is not currently on quarantine with coronavirus. Yeah. It's, it's fine. He says in his blanket fort that it's definitely not a sterile tarp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it sterile. No. I wouldn't. Yeah.
1: So, so episode 50. And guys, we we had a lot of options we could have gone with for our topic du jour for episode 50. Um, We, we have a lot of video game franchises that we really like here. Do we though? (laughs) Todd's got Halo. I mean, not as many as you would think, but Mm -hmm. Todd, Todd, Todd really likes Halo. I've got Pokemon. We all, we all play smash, Uh, but nothing, no franchise has really come close to being the debate. This favorite quite like, The raddest, baddest, most extreme dude in gaming, Mr. Gotta-Go-Fast himself, Sonic the Hedgehog.
3: Extreme spelled with a capital X, (laughs)
2: lowercase e, capital X, extreme. That is the official Webster's spelling
1: of extreme. Any Any other spelling would be a disservice
0: to our boy in blue. As you were giving the drum roll of, like, our favorite franchises, all that stuck in my head was the three and a half hours Andrew talked about Kingdom Hearts. And that some of that knowledge is still in my head and it won't go away.
3: Man, I'm glad you went to the three and a half hours of Kingdom Hearts and not the three hours of Five Nights at Freddy's.
0: That was, that felt better. Did it though? (laughs) That felt different.
3: (laughs) Not better, just different.
1: We'll, we'll agree to disagree, Todd. So we, we're going to talk about Sonic this episode, everyone. So if you're not here for that, you can log out, I guess. I don't know. If you're um, not here for that, you get this show off your queue right now. Get out of here. We don't want you. But, but no hedgehog is an island, boys. And Sonic owes much of his success <laughs> to his supporting characters. It's like a John Mayer title. No, no hedgehog
0: is an island. I'm sorry. We should let My him get through this. Yeah, Yeah, no, we got places to be.
1: I have zero interest in letting him get through this. My point was that <laughs> Sonic success Sonic success does not stand on its own. He has a very colorful, wide cast of supporting characters um, to help him stay squarely in the middle where he is today in 2020, and that's who we're going to talk about today. But for every Knuckles and tails, you know, another house, other household names we all know. There are three side characters that were in one game and then forgotten until they needed to fill up a uh, roster on Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Um, And we here at Debate This feel those characters need their due. And that's what we're doing. So today I am joined by Todd Blue Blur Thomas, Matt Big Blue Cole, and Andrew the Blue Knave Henderson. Um, And we are going to, uh, based off the success of the live-action Sonic the Hedgehog movie, pitch a sequel starring one of the Sonic universe's oft-forgotten characters.
3: My headcanon is that all of our names are the names of roller coasters at theme parks. My
2: headcanon is that Todd's name is Blue Turd.
3: Oh, man.
0: (laughs) Kyle said it, and then he didn't. So, behind-the-screen Magic listeners, sometimes we do retakes of things. And when Kyle didn't say blue blur, right? I'm like, maybe Kyle will do a retake. No, he's not. No, someone's going to call me blue turd. I that's said, fine. I said blue. I went back and corrected myself. Yeah, I know. I but, but like, it's still, it's still there and you left it for Andrew. Well.
3: Well, that's the thing. Because like, I would have cut it out. But then Andrew said
2: something.
1: so uh, Now, no, I gotta it's, leave now it in. it's locked in, baby. <laughs> All right. So guys, what B-list Sonic character deserves to star in the next Sonic movie? Um, please give a... A healthy description of them for our less sonically inclined listeners um why you think you're the they're the best choice um even over some of the other more popular a-list characters
0: todd yeah kyle there are to say there are dozens of throwaway characters is definitely an understatement because there's probably closer to like a hundred unless you go into like the Archie comics, which roll real deep with weird rosters. You could, you could fill out a whole
1: like Super Smash Bros. roster just on Sonic characters. You absolutely
0: could do yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. And half of them would end with The Hedgehog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah. the good news is that I'm going to give you another one of those. Because I'm going to focus on one that is a, a more recent addition, but definitely deserves an upgrade to the big screen. So I'm talking about the hero slash partial temporary antagonist at one time when he was introduced silver the hedgehog from everyone's favorite sonic game which is yes everyone all together sonic 2006 sonic... adventure battle 2 no, well the
2: power of friendship yep
0: there it is Good. <laughs> so so to tell you a little bit about silver so one his skin is gray um and he kind of looks he looks like a head wait, yeah wait. <laughs> Nope, his... I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> yeah, Stop you, yeah. right there. Yeah. His name is Silver. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> Please and say his silver. skin is grey. So
0: oftentimes when you're in a debate and you know people are gonna say bad things about you, you say it before they can. So, you know, <laughs> here it is. Anyway, it's fine. Um, so he definitely has that traditional hedgehog look, but his like hedgehog fur is like more flowy. Um I think the internet thinks it looks like a pot leaf. I don't know. It's fine.
3: Wow! It does. It looks a lot like a pot leaf. Yeah. Yes,
2: he he is Dragon Ball Z. Like he yeah. is, mm-hmm, he is Dragon Ball Z of this. Of
0: like this he series. he is
1: he is further evidence of like the Venn diagrams of Dragon Ball Z and Sonic merging into well. To
0: to run with that some more, so um, he is from the future, Kyle. At least in one of his. Backgrounds. It gets kind of weird because there's competing backgrounds to, or his, his story, but he's from the um, future. Um, act- well, yeah, actually, well, no. actually there it are alternate, alternate timelines where
2: there's definitely a few alternate futures, so. Uh.
0: Well, so if there's one thing we have learned, Kyle, it is that time travel is all the rage right now as made relevant in the most recent Avengers movie. So if we're talking about alternate timelines in the multiverse, which is, I think what Andrew said. This fits right into all of that. Also, Kyle, he flies, which there's only like one other good flying character and it's already introduced into Sonic. Spoiler alert for the end credit Stinger. And so, wait, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. There's one Sonic flyer. There's they all, one don't yeah. good. Don't they all fly? 100. Wait, wait, wait.
3: No, who's,
0: who's the good one? I would say Tom. Tails is a good Sonic flying character. So Knuckles isn't good? What That's gliding. That is gliding. What is Rouge the Bat no. Gliding bad and do? flying
2: are the
3: same Rouge
0: thing. Rouge oh, what, yeah.
2: <laughs> what about Ray the flying squirrel? He yeah. flies. He also okay, glides. that was a bad example. He Let's go bad. back to Rouge. Rouge he flies. All, he goes Rouge, up. Rouge
0: glides. I'm doing this thing with my hands. No, is no, it fly- connecting okay, to okay. the audio? Andrew, Don, no. I'm going go to, I'm gonna go, to I'm gonna go to Andrew first, and I'm going to go Matt. Andrew, he's a flying squirrel. When you see a flying squirrel in real life, do you see that it actually flies, like... Does up, a hedgehog up?
2: run at the speed of light in real life?
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, you how a... Ta- do how do a- you see foxes spin their tails real fast yeah, and fly Yeah, I'm going to tell you a, really a fox with yeah, two tails, but... Flying, as in going upwards, can can manage its height vertically without having to use momentum to go. Yeah, vertical. he does. He does like up and down. I'm but doing the other thing with my his arm. momentum to do so. Anyway, Kyle, the point is. <laughs> Wait, yeah, you said okay, you'd come back Okay, fine. Back to I'm done dunking me. on Andrew. Matt, what do you have? Rouge the bat flies. Rouge the bat does not. Rouge, glide. Rouge the bat glides in the game that you cited earlier on in this debate podcast. Todd Rouge the Bat has wings. Yeah, they're like hot nature, topic designer flies. wings, and they are for gliding. Todd,
1: she's a bat. Wait, what? By your, by your stupid logic two minutes, two seconds ago. Bats fly in real life. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, that is valid. But these are not, this is not what she does. In in Sonic Adventure 2 battle, she glides just like Knuckle does. Not or Knuckles does, just like uh the 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 chaos uh gooey dude does like it's they all just glide so that's not even flying anyway let me get through the rest of this because it matters um so we need to beef up the flying roster team also kyle he has telekinetic powers which is awesome that that is important that's cool that's necessary we like it also further as i said earlier his backstory has been explained in like three different ways so we've got a lot of source material from to like dip from to make a good story to fit into the current cinematic universe. Also, by the time we're bringing silver and we've probably going to try, we're going to have tried to do a shadow standalone movie. That's going to not gone all that well.
1: And so I I am going to stop you. The conceit of this question
0: is that this is the very next movie. (laughs) Oh, well then scratch that last part. Silver's going to dunk. And then the third one with shadow is going to bomb anyway. Uh, Silver is going to be that next platform developed and to tie it into the current canon that we do have his man- or his mentor is a large anthropomorphic uh mammoth named Mammoth Mogul which runs That's a really not real. no it's very real. And it runs mm-hmm. a really nice parallel with what was her name Longclaw was that it um, Mammoth
1: what? Mogul is my favorite Mega Man X boss. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now, now, Todd. In real life, mammoths aren't actually moguls. Is that is that going to be a problem? <laughs> wait,
0: wait, what? One more time. I did.
1: <laughs> okay. In real life, mammoths aren't actually a mogul of anything. Oh, they, they don't. Yeah, they can't even cheat on the New York. They're stocks. not a they, captain they, of industry. They don't. They don't buy sell they don't. trade stocks.
0: They're just. I mean, we are in we are in a world where we're letting. Of fake bat wings fly, so you know we're just really logic out bat the window. <laughs> She's a uh, very real the, fake bat, but the wings are the real part. The last bit, Kyle, is that the coolest thing about Silver is that he can open portals through time using the power of the Chaos Emeralds. Now, Kyle, do you know where he learned that ability from? The future, probably the, the future, mammoth. It, not the mammoth in the future. From a descendant of knuckles so like you've got a way that it ties into the canon right now silver is just a good choice that fits very nicely it would have fit even nicer had shadow already bombed in a movie but that's okay we're still gonna go with it (laughs) we'll leave that one on the cutting room floor him and his guns and his motorcycle all right that's that's certainly a good um
1: matt do you have anything better
3: uh yeah i think i do i think i do have something better um silver the hedgehog feels to sonic 2006 the way that mace windu felt to uh star wars where it was like this character doesn't really matter but he looks cool and it's samuel l jackson so
1: i guess we'll keep him in the movie and make his lightsaber purple hold on matt yeah. let me let me go back to todd real quick todd yeah. are you open to samuel l jackson voicing silver the hedgehog 100 percent. okay matt back to you yeah okay um if Samuel L. Jackson is in,
3: slightly more interested in Silver the Hedgehog. Not, like, significantly, but definitely slightly more interested. Anyway, I'm not here to talk about Silver. Are you sure?
0: Keep going. You're doing a good job.
3: No, I'm doing better than you, <laughs> but that's a really low bar to stumble over. <laughs> Listen, the Sonic Canon has a lot of great teams. You have Team Heroes with our titular blue hedgehog, Tails and Knuckles. Team Dark yep. with... Sh- thank you. <laughs> Team Dark with Shadow, Roge, and Omega. Rouge, Rouge, Rogue. Batwoman. Rouge, Rouge. Sure. Rouge. Team Team Ro- Team Rose <laughs> with Amy Big it's and Cream. It's pronounced Rogue. It's definitely pronounced Rouge. It's hundred percent pronounced Rouge. It's not even spelled the same way as Rogie, weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Team Rose with Amy Big and Cream, and of course you have Team Chaotix <laughs> with Vector and those two fucking other guys. But they all pale in comparison. To the Babylon Rogues
1: Amy Big and Cream is my favorite um, MTV stunt prank show.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> got it. What? <laughs>
3: we got there.
1: Big um, and cre- Big and
2: Cream. <laughs> anyway, they, they tried to do they tried to do tractor rap album, but it did not go very well. <laughs> You you got me
3: with tractor wrap.
0: Big and cream is whatever evolved from um from uh Robin Big, but I don't really know what cream is. It's just whatever evolved from it.
2: I I can't take credit for tractor wrap. That was forwarded to me from uh um uh, my wife who uh, my wife's <laughs> boss his husband sent a video of the latest Vanilla Ice single that can mm. only um, be described as tractor wrap. <laughs> tractor wrap. Yep, and that is. I'm gonna just leave that there, and we're gonna move on. Wow, I did not
3: think it was possible for someone to talk about something that made the words Babylon Rouge sound, or Babylon Rogues sound cooler. (laughs) But then you said tractor rap, and here we are. So let's talk about the Babylon Rogues, which is a very real team name that I absolutely did not make up. Uh, No character embodies the attitude, skills, and most importantly, the edge of the Rogues, (laughs) quite like Jet the Hawk. Uh. He is the legendary Windmaster and the best Extreme Gear Rider there is. Now, Todd thinks being for the future is cool or whatever, but what about being the direct descendant of an alien race of genie-like beings who harnessed the power of a black hole into the ring that powered their world-sized spaceship? What what about it? Doesn't that sound great?
0: (laughs) Genie-like alien beings? It sounds convoluted
3: who put a black hole into a ring and then used it to power their world-sized spaceship. Wow.
1: Matt, I, I, I do feel it's important to impress upon you. You have about an hour and a half runtime <laughs> to tell the whole story you're trying to tell.
3: Yeah. 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 He's, he's that cool. He's that kind of cool. Yeah. Thanks Kyle. I'm glad you agreed with me. He's definitely that kind of cool. Anyway. Um, he may be like an insufferable asshole at times, but he's also dedicated to playing fair. So he'll be a great role model for kids and stuff. Yep. Descendant of alien-like genie beings.
0: Or genie-like alien
2: beings? Oh, I'm he looks sure. like a fucking nerd.
0: Whoa. You know, whoa. know what's, what's, what's great about your, your choice of Jet the Hawk, Matt, is that I, too, loved the uh, Superman movie Man of Steel because it was two hours of just exposition. And that's what made it really, really good. I have been
3: really angry about a lot of things in this podcast, <laughs> but the fact that you had the audacity to relate me to Man of Steel, you bitch,
2: Todd. I feel like Jet the Hawk would be the mascot for like the Pizza Hut Book It campaign. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he he, really... Do your man. homework, kids. It's cool to stay in school. That really hits the nail on the head. Like It really <laughs> yeah. looks like... A made-up mascot to encourage kids to mm-hmm. do their homework on time.
3: Yeah, like right. I looking at the picture of Jet the Hawk on the Sonic wiki page, it almost looks like he is yeah. handing a book
0: it button to a child at a pizza hut. <laughs> like,
3: <Really>? congratulations! <laughs> you read a book this month. Yeah. Uh,
0: Jet the Hawk is uh the Will Smith rap joke from Family Guy. That's that's what it
1: is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Matt, uh tell us more about this legendary Windmaster alien genie being kyle kyle what more do you want to know he is
3: the best extreme gear rider that there is extreme here. is extreme spelled with
0: a lowercase e and the capital x uh no
3: not in canon go on go on okay so he's the best extreme gear rider that there is which is like the the sonic words for hoverboard. hoverboard extreme gear just means hoverboard i don't really know why that is Is that
1: overpriced toy from three years ago
3: yeah similar but different and better um so jet the hawk also has a sweet team who i'm definitely going to talk about later and they're all birds and they all steal things and they're descendants of a genie-like alien race who harness the power of black holes and put them into rings the power of their spaceships what more do you need what more
0: um a better character. <laughs> 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 to be fair, I would have said I'll I'll say the same joke if Andrew uses the phrase "What more do you need?" But like, you know.
1: Um. Well, Matt. Um. I I guess we'll we'll find out when you tell us more about it because you're withholding a lot of information apparently to to get us. What later. information am I withholding? I told you more than Todd did. Todd was like, he's from the
3: future. Yeah. And I said he's an extreme gear rider, who's an alien descendant. I
1: gave you the same amount of information. You you withheld all his team members, cause apparently that's more important to come up later, and we still don't know what he does.
3: He rides Extreme Gear Extreme <laughs> and Gear steals, Kyle. steals things, <laughs> Kyle! Damn it! Also, when have we ever cannibalized someone in this show for protecting the third act reveal? Damn know. <laughs> That's the first
2: time for everything, though, right? <laughs> hey, Kyle, can I say my dumb thing now? Please, please do. <laughs> cool. Um, so, when we were sharing all the characters, I I was uh, unfortunate enough to pick last. And in picking... not don't, don't I... you
0: dare blame. Yeah, don't do that. A fictitious setup many... for what you are about to release into the universe.
2: In picking, <laughs> I didn't want to pick something from the same like game or team. As Matt puts it, because everything is in sets of threes now. So, I did the proverbial, in case of emergency, break glass. And I looked up the Sonic comics. And, oh boy, guys.
1: Uh, And Andrew disappeared for three days.
2: I, I don't remember that day. It was a day, and I don't remember it. I do remember leaving the message, here I stand on the precipice of my inevitable brain death. And three... Three hours and, and two alternate universe reboots later, I found Scourge the Hedgehog.
0: It's so bad.
1: It's it's so such a such a name. Yeah. Why don't you tell us more so about I want, Scourge? I want
2: a little audience participation here. Anyone anyone close to a computer or uh, or phone? Are you gonna point out just the
0: opening up, the opening quote on his Sonic Wiki? <laughs> Probably yes. because um, it's very please good. Please
2: just as the visual look up Scourge the Hedgehog if you're near if you're near internet. Uh, what what you're looking at is a green looking hedgehog with sick looking red sunglasses and a and a leather jacket with flames on it. Is that
3: like <laughs> a he is he... that like a
1: double chest scar too? I think it's an alligator
0: tattoo. Yeah, I think it might literally be a tattoo of <sighs> yeah, an alligator. It, it looks. It I looks... think it is, which adds more mystique to what's going on here no it's it's a a scar if you click it it's it's two scars it's
1: two scars
0: okay i liked it better when it was a mystery alligator it's
2: probably in his time from uh the zone the zone jail world which is a world that lives at a 90 degree angle that sits perpendicular to all the other parallel universes it's a perpendicular universe that doesn't make any sense. i didn't make any of that up (laughs) i didn't make any of it up either God, I so let me let me back you up.
1: He looks like he smells like day old cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly does.
3: Uh, but like, he but like not does. good cigarettes like camel, no. camel cigarettes no. from a gas no. station. Probably a Sinoco. No. He looks like wet day old cigarettes. Like the the off brand ones. Do
1: camel cigarettes smell differently if you buy them from a gas station compared to other places?
3: Uh I mean, depending on the gas station.
1: I anyway. hate what you're doing,
3: but I'm gonna hate what Andrew does more.
2: <laughs> I don't like this bit, but you're not gonna like this bit anymore. So let me let me One back of His a little nicknames
3: bit. So, is Mucus. <laughs> it's
2: my turn now. <laughs> Alright, so we mentioned a little bit Shadow of the Hedgehog. Um, we so Shadow of the Hedgehog were introduced in Sonic Adventure 2. The game opens with Shadow grinding down the what is assumed to be the Golden Gate Bridge and wreaks havoc in what is absolutely definitely not San Francisco. And we find that after all of these series of events, Sonic has been detained uh, with under the assumption that that was actually Sonic doing all these things. So everybody just mistook Shadow for Sonic because they can't see colors. Well, and then there was this whole like, "I found you, faker!" You know, this whole like evil Hedgehog storyline that pervades the permeates through the rest to the rest of the game. Well, I'm here to tell you that Sonic Archie Comics ha- had already done that that storyline to this point years before that. And uh, and it was you know way and they before, did a really and, good job and they did a really 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 good job. Um, they they kind of took it in a more like bizarro Superman direction. So the Sonic comics introduced this world called Anti Mobius. Um, Mobius being the world that all the Sonic characters live on. No, that's too and, dumb.
3: It's absolutely too no, dumb. That's, yeah, that's... yeah.
2: And on and on Anti Mobius, uh, Sonic. Uh, met up with his with his evil twin anti-sonic who at the time just was just an evil twin he just looked like sonic with like razor sharp teeth like they drew instead of like lines his teeth were just zigzags you know
1: (laughs) that staple of like 90s villain drawing yeah
2: yeah but uh, as time progressed you know they they pumped more content into anti-mobius and fleshed out all these characters and and uh and did and did a thing and I'm going to pause there cuz I want to first in order to explain the con- the Sonic comic canon you have to understand that there are not one but three uh different secret wars type events so three times there was a thing called the super genesis wave which basically just like blew up and like consolidated a bunch of parallel universes together. And the first time they did it, uh, kind of like blew a couple like alternate timelines out. And then the next two times were so ridiculous they had to bring in Mega Man and Doctor Wily for some reason because <laughs> there's apparently a Mega Man cart, uh, comic. Um, but the the third of which, which was like called the Super Genesis, or there's three Genesis waves, and this was the Super Genesis wave. This is what like undid a lot of um, other. Timelines basically. So, anyway, one of those timelines was anti Mobius, so they changed it to be uh, Mobius with an E. So it's M O E B I U S.
1: (laughs) Mobius, Mo mo problems. (laughs) Why do I get the impression that the Sonic comic is written and curated with all the love and care of season eight of Game of Thrones?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's very, it's very stupid. Uh, So, anyway, After the series of events, we have we went from Anti-Mobius just being like an echo of normal Mobius to these characters getting a little more flushed out. So Scourge becomes, or who was originally known as Anti-Sonic, turns green because plot and uh, gets a cool, sick leather jacket and and fire engine red uh, shades and calls himself Scourge the Hedgehog.
1: Wait, so he doesn't start out green? Like, he... He starts out blue and turns Yeah, he green. just starts
2: out looking like Sonic. Yeah. Something, something, Chaos Emeralds, like everything <laughs> in, this, in this series. So, and, and the reason why I want to bring Scourge to the forefront, not, not just because it's absolutely bananas insane, but because with Scourge, you also get the entire suppression squad.
3: I am going to take this away from you because I'm, I'm looking at a picture of the suppression squad that has the squad members labeled, and it is awful. Scourge the Hedgehog yeah. <laughs> is bad, but Sleuth Dog and Sergeant Simeon are too terrible whoa, to... Whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. Matt, Matt, that's the Destructix. You're, that's not the Suppression <laughs> Squad. <laughs> I hate this Oh, so my much. God. Oh, my God. The Suppression Squad is the, is the anti-Mobius version of the Freedom Fighters, which are the, what the main characters in the comics call themselves. So that's Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, all those guys. The Destructix is the anti-Mobius version of the Chaotix. So.
0: Don't get it twisted, Matt. <laughs> There's so much edge in these photos. Goddamn. That's
2: really it. Uh, I think it's important to note a couple of these, these Suppression Squad members. We've got his girlfriend, Princess Alicia a- Acorn, um, which is, which is the, the mirror version of Sally Acorn, which is Sonic's girlfriend in the comics. Uh, we've got Miles Prower, a mouthy punk who's looking for any excuse to stab Scourge in the back, and Rosie the Rascal, a mentally unstable girl wielding a spiked hammer that is constantly haunting
1: Scourge for ignoring her. Okay, I'm going to point out that you you skipped Jeffrey Saint Croix, who is a, <laughs> skunk, a skunk in an ascot
0: and leather jacket. Um, you also skipped Bun's Rabbot. <laughs>
1: Oh,
2: Bun's <laughs> Rabot's really good. We're gonna cover Bun's Rabbot later. Actually, i I don't want to. I don't want a third act reveal. Bun's or Patch
0: or de Coulette. Uh.
2: Yeah, we look, guys. We could stay all day on the Sonic Sonic Comics. I don't want for to. For now, let's just stick to Scourge the Hedgehog.
3: I know that you said that Mega Man and Doctor Wily came in here, but I am having a hard time believing that Slurms McKenzie isn't also here. <laughs> he's
0: he's one of the Destructics.
2: Yeah, probably. His, this gorilla has a has a it looks like Donkey Kong. He's got like a war vest on. <laughs> wow, I hate this. like a military vest.
1: I really super hate this. Knowing the time that came yeah. out, too, that's not the least racist uh-huh. <laughs> they, they could have done.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, I, I, that's all. That's all I had. We don't need to talk about these. Yeah, we'll nerds we'll move
1: al- we'll move on from that. Um, so, guys. A a real big draw of the the Sonic movie that just came out was um the the return to form, if you will, for Jim Carrey, and more importantly, the beginning of what is no, now known as the late Marsden period of film.
2: Textbooks will have this written: <laughs> it's the late Marsden. We had we had the
1: we had the me- we had the, the and we've got the late Marsden period. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> reconnaissance. <laughs> Um and the studio really wants to continue that trend. Um, so the next the next question, the next thing they want to hear from you is a an actor you recommend, uh, who you want to pull out of retirement for one last ride to appear opposite your character. What role are they going to play in the movie? Why did you choose them to like pair with your character? And just generally, what what are they going to do in the movie? And and How do you see it? Uh, So, Todd, what do you got?
0: Yeah, so I went the route of giving you um, someone who falls into that late Marsden period. So someone who's not necessarily looking for their revival or their last ride, but someone who's looking to be that new buddy cop face with Silver. And so the thing to note with Silver is that Silver in the game Sonic Rivals had some really, really clever in your face commentary that he would say as he passed you. would say things like I'm better and who's the best you know really like really to jab at you really
2: really colorful stuff
0: oh yeah and so scathing insults so we're going to need a strong leading name with sharp you know strong uh, uh that that in your face personality to really hold their own against our beacon of justice silver and so someone that I don't think is doing much right now that I think we need to call up would be Uh, Peggy Carter or Haley Atwell herself to play the role of a brilliant scientist who discovers that time travel technology and helps open up the portal that brings Silver or the thing that Silver is fighting to this our timeline. And so uh, she will, in fact, be the actual smartest person in the room at all time, kind of running against how Robotnik likes to play that, though she'll be largely unassuming because she is here to perfect her craft and she doesn't need to impress you or anyone else, Kyle? I mean, <laughs> she kind of does. It is an audition. Okay, well, <laughs> no, wait.
1: that that aside. So, do Does she work
2: for the government? I don't understand why she's no. experimenting with time travel.
0: I mean, I think she's just a brilliant scientist working for Humane Science Company, and she discovers, or maybe so why she's is she working, working
2: with robotics. Or,
0: well, no, I'm just saying there will come a time where they share the screen, and she is smarter than him and lets him know about it. This is the, the this is the pitch. It you know, whatever. We'll work with it. It could be whatever. We'll we'll workshop it, Andrew. I don't think okay. I don't think Robotnik I don't did Robotnik have a lot of women on his staff? I only remember Agent Stone. <laughs> yeah he the... said he just had the one guy. <laughs> yeah. Um so I think things to look forward to would be uh the 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 biggest highlight on the the screen for her when she's you know she's this brilliant scientist and she's so matter of fact. There's gonna come this moment where something completely bonkers takes place and she remarks about how this can't be happening as she like looks over and realizes that she's talking to an anthropomorphic, time-traveling, telekinetic hedgehog. And she goes, oh, right. And then they go back to their completely bonkers thing that's going on. There will also be a really good crowd-pleasing moment when uh, I don't know, she like punches Dr. Robotnik or kicks his ass or something. Um, and that that girl power punch. Well, and like and like after he tries to big brain her in some really dramatic moment, she like kicks his ass and says something like Now who has egg on her face, man? Or something. I don't know. Haley Allen You <laughs> are and
3: for life from the writing. The writing, writing stuff. in this
0: movie is excellent. I'm just here to present the storyboard with a couple interchangeable scenes that we can mess with. I'm not here to write the, the script. That's no no, that's not me. That's, that's some nerd's job. That's that's some, some some nerd. Just as long as you don't try to
2: punch up anything that Silver says, because we really we want that to be as pure as possible.
0: I, I pure uncut Silver Hedgehog dialogue. I'm the best. You want to give us a? You want to give us another one
1: of those uh, fresh Silver quotes, Todd?
0: It, it would another good one would probably be something like, "You've lost today," or like, oh, "I was su- I was successful over you because I tried harder."
1: Is that real? It's very good.
0: No, these are these are made up, but you don't know they could be.
2: <laughs> no, I mean from I not not from not having played Sonic 06, but no. seeing plenty of uh, Let's Plays, um, Silver is is the Paladin of the Sonic mm-hmm. world. Like he's just he's just the the biggest boner.
0: Well, and the whole uh, the whole thing, the whole reason for his introduction was like to show that there are different ways to beat the levels, and his is that he flies and throws shit. Um, I don't think I think they really came up with the concept of how he would play before they decided anything else about his character or personality.
3: That sounds like every Sonic game ever. Oh yeah. Hey, we have this idea, let's build a plot around it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. hey, it'd be cool if we made Sonic the hedgehog like fight things and punch things and maybe not just go fast. Uh well, let's make him a werewolf,
0: yeah. Werehog. That's how we'll do it. And, and they let they let that one get through the gates. Like that one that one happens.
1: Not only did they get get through the gates, it's one of the better ones. A lot of people signed off on that idea. Yeah.
0: Do you are, do you have anything else, Todd? No, I think. Well, I think that movie sells itself. Hayley Atwell Haley Atwell is looking for a franchise that she can sign on to for the next ten years, seeing as how. I don't assume we're getting a lot more Peggy Carter. So, um, and if we do, it's probably more cameo than like standalone stuff. So she's, she's in it. She's ready to sign on for, for uh, 10 movies. And that is like, or 10 years, not 10 movies, but maybe 10 movies. Jesus, that's so long. Uh, A 10 year deal. Yeah. So you're, you're she's gonna
1: Robert Downey Jr. the the Sonic franchise and just carry it on her back for ten years.
0: She's she she's gonna no Kyle. She's going to Robert Downey Jr. the Silver franchise and carry it for ten years. Oh okay, great.
1: <sighs> Matt, stop stop Todd from saying more things.
3: I will absolutely stop Todd. Here's the thing: Todd picked an actress. And said, we will build a character for this actress who isn't part of the Sonic lore. And we're going to try and make that stick. And I have no interest in doing that. I think one of the things that made Jim Carrey work so well as Eggman was that everybody knew who Eggman was. And they are like, yeah, I see Jim Carrey as Eggman. That's great. So, I'm going to take a character that is already well in existence in the Jet the Hawk slash Babylon Rogues storyline. And I am going to put an actor to that character. And that actor is none other than Samwise Gamgee himself. Mr. Sean Astin. Fantastic. Sean Astin will be playing the
1: role of Storm
3: the Albatross. Storm the Albatross oh, of fucking the Babylon Storm the
1: Albatross. But so here's the thing Storm the, the Albatross thing, right? is a unit. An yeah. absolute unit.
3: Exactly. And here's the thing Jet the Hawk and Wave the Swallow are still totally CGI like Sonic and Tails <laughs> were, but not Storm. <laughs> Like Sean Aston is stormed the Sw- or storm the albatross the way that Mark Ruffalo was smart Hulk in Endgame. Like it's definitely Mark Ruffalo, but just like a big green Mark Ruffalo. That's what we're doing with Sean Aston.
1: Big silver Sean Aston. I'm I'm much more on board if it's not like mocap Sean Aston, but Sean Aston live on camera in, in like, a costume. In a giant albatross
3: costume. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: 100%. We're doing it. We're all in. We're doing it. Um, Here's the thing, man. So Storm the Albatross is like the right-hand man to Jet the Hawk. Of the Babylon Rogues, the three of them, Jet the Hawk is sort of the de facto leader. And then there's Storm, who's like the muscle and the brute, and the he calls Jet boss, do whatever he says, whatever you need. Isn't
2: he just like a Big the Cat pallet swipe, though? Like um, He's just Big the Cat, right? He's
3: He is like... He's not the most intelligent in the group, but he's not doofy the
0: way Big the Cat is. Is Storm, like, okay. is Storm the Albatross also an expert fisherman?
3: Uh, no, yeah, no, not an expert fisherman. Also,
0: less interested in frogs
3: is Storm the Albatross <laughs> than Big the Cat. But so here's here's what we're going right. So Big the Cat, not Big the Cat, fuck, yeah, <laughs> Storm the Albatross <laughs> Did it. is like the the defense unit. He's the do whatever the boss says. He's there to be part of the mission and wave. The swallow is like, she's part of the team, but she doesn't really consider jet the leader. They're all equals, whatever. No, we're not, we're not doing that. Storm. The Albatross is going to have the same kind of energy that Sean Astin did as the brother in 51st dates. Like that's the Sean Astin that I need to play storm. The Albatross. And we are a hundred percent going to see that good, like pan of storm. The Albatross's bedroom in the R- Babylon Rogue hideout, and we're gonna see that sweet mesh crop top hanging in the back Gross. on top of his bench <laughs> or Gross. whatever, because we need that drop. We need that reference. We're Matt, why don't to you Why states. don't you
1: explain Sean Astin's character in Fifty First States a little bit for anyone who may have not, who may be unfamiliar, who oh, may man. only know him as um, Rudy and or Samwise Ganji?
3: Yeah, so in Fifty First Dates, like Drew Barrymore has a brother, and that brother is really defensive of Drew Barrymore and used to be a bodybuilder, but got busted for taking steroids, and is this weird character of a former bodybuilder who got busted taking steroids who lives in Hawaii and is He's like actually, five foot seven canonically. So
1: with yeah a, with a thick
3: lisp. <laughs> a thick list (laughs) very thick and every single scene in which he is in there is a mention of his nipples every scene
2: um i do i do want to mention just quickly literally the first paragraph of the storm the albatross entry on the wiki personality one of storm's most defining traits is his lack of intelligence he is (laughs) dim-witted often forgetful easily misled and can trip over even the simplest of words He also gets happy and upset in a childish manner quite fast, (laughs) hinting his simple mindset.
0: Good.
3: Okay, so read me the first sentence of Big the Cat. Uh, Oh, I got you. I've
0: got that page open. Good. Um, (laughs) It's it's his own page. It's my my own page. Um, uh, Fictional character, blah, blah. A uh, large, anthropomorphic purple cat who lives deep with mystic runes, uh, though imposing of stature, big as a gentle and easygoing, though somewhat dim-witted person with a heart of gold. He also possesses incredible strength and toughness that makes him one of Sonic the Hedgehog's strongest allies. He is also an expert fisherman.
3: Okay, so like... Hangs out I with will... best
0: friend Froggy. <laughs>
3: I will a hundred percent acknowledge that Storm the Albatross is not a smart character, but I think it's two very different kinds of. Does
0: belts. does Storm the Albatross have one of those, um, like a belt that a woman would wear just for fashion? Because that's what Big the Cat has is just a fashion belt. <laughs> yeah, a fashion <laughs> belt and belt. fashionable slides. That's Big the Cat. <laughs> yeah,
3: the slides. <laughs> no, it's it's a different kind of. It's a whole different character. It's like Big the Cat is that like good little brother that it's like, ah, pick the cat. Like, ah, but he comes along because he's little brother and we love him, yada, yada, yada. Storm the Albatross is just kind of the bumbling idiot. Like, he's like Kronk. He's Kronk <laughs> in uh, Emperor's New Groove. That is Storm the Albatross. He's what
2: they use to remind the kids to read. Here's what happens if you don't read, kids. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, he'll 100% be on a read poster in a college library someday. With the book upside well, down. Yes, <laughs> it'll be an Archie comic. <laughs>
1: um, Andrew, what what actor are you you pulling out of the regs to to star in our movie? So the other two guys
2: talked a little bit. I think there was some pretty big gaps in between where the last movie ended and this new movie begins. What I'm going to propose is that we go we jump right into it. So my first scene, very very much following the lines of Spider-Man: Homecoming, we're going to start with a cold open. With a team of fire trucks rushing into his into the scene of a blaze in a small town, and this is after a couple seconds, we realize or recognize to be the aftermath of the final showdown with Robotnik in the first movie. So this is for those of you who didn't see the movie, Robotnik just like launches like three hundred missiles at like all of these like <laughs> residencies and shit in Green Hills, <laughs> Montana, and and everyone just like oh that's crazy. Um, and then, like, James Marsden and Sonic just, like, <laughs> just, like, walk away from the carnage. <laughs> like, James Marsden's like, yeah, people are probably dead. I'm the sheriff. Whatever. I got a new son. And, and it's just, like, they're out, right? And, like, immediately when I saw that, I was like, the fuck? Um, so I want to dive into that. Um, so we, so like I said, our first scene here is this cold open where these fire trucks come in. Out from the lead fire truck, we see a strong-looking firefighter played by the one, the only Adam Driver. And, and I'm going to pause there because I want to be super clear. I think it's generally understood, but I'll explain. Um, when thinking about, you know, kind of following this motif of like foils and, and anti, anti-Mobius, anti-Sonic, what it would be the anti-Sonic version of James Marsden. Well, everybody, <laughs> it's kind of generally understood <laughs> that Adam Driver is the opposite of James
0: Marsden. A- right, Absolutely. Now, I don't disagree, but can you help me get there?
2: Sure. So James Marson is, you know, very much like what you see is what you get. Right. Very like just, you know, very uh, surface, not surface level, but like classic, uh, classical good looks. Right. He's, he's like just, an American
0: he, cheeseburger.
2: Yeah. He's like an American cheeseburger. Exactly. <laughs> like you might have some lettuce, tomato, onion, but like there's no surprises. There. No, there's he no is, there's no extra is, fatty
0: special sauce. Sesame yep. seed bun.
2: Whereas like Adam Driver, Adam Driver is 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 an onion. Adam Driver is not even a cheeseburger. Adam Driver is just an onion. <laughs> Adam Driver he's, is he's a got... Crunchwrap
0: Supreme. It is yeah. It is confusing and complex and broody.
2: But but also amazing and and never like how, do you never not want a Crunchwrap Supreme exactly? I always and want that's...
0: a Crunchwrap Supreme.
3: Exactly. I do also always want Crunchwrap Supreme, so. and,
2: and just like Crunchwrap Supreme, on the surface it's not a lot, right? It's just like kind of a quesadilla, but then you bite into that and you, get, you dig in, you're like, "Holy shit!" Marriage story, though. <laughs> So, hence, Adam Driver is the opposite of James
1: Marsden. L- so- Listeners, please check out our non-existent Patreon to hear Todd's three-hour dive into how uh, <laughs> how Adam Driver is a Crunchwrap
0: Supreme. <laughs> I, I, I gotta. So, usually in this in this silly podcast, we do we make fun of the things that people say, and I want to really take a second, Andrew, to tell you that I thought that was actually really good what you did there with Adam Driver. But I was instantly snapped back into the fact that we're talking about Scourge the Hedgehog. (laughs) (laughs) And I was was holding on to this really happy, my Crunchwrap Supreme. And then someone just swatted it out of my hand, <laughs> and said, yeah. and probably said, like, "You should have gone fast and then like burnt out or something."
2: Uh, he put on his cool sunglasses and and his, uh, no, he, he, I'll he he'll tell his, you
0: what he did. And, he skated away on his heelys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did, he
1: did, he super did.
2: All right, so let's go back to the movie. So don't Adam Driver to. comes out. Uh, Adam's character <laughs> busts into a residence to save a grandmother and a young child, and then goes back in for the family dog. Uh, he gets the family dog out, but then we see right after he he like he we think he's out of the house, but a large wooden beam falls, dislodges, and f- cracks her on top of him, knocking him unconscious. So then we fast forward six months, and we we do the the usual like we we focus in on someone's alarm clock, and someone hits it, and then you hear it's a beautiful morning, <laughs> and then the first five minutes are just Adam Driver brushing his teeth, frowning in the mirror to show that life is pointless. <laughs> um he's he's got a beard he's got a beard his eyes are all like glazed over um he's much more aged in this 6 months and uh and most notably we pan down and we see that he's in a wheelchair so obviously some shits happened. Um, that that what that whole cold open that accident paralyzed him from the waist down. So uh, now un- unfortunately, you know he he knows he's never gonna walk again, and uh, he can't he can no longer be a firefighter. Nothing in his life has meaning anymore. He's not working. He's on disability, and he has he just has no purpose. So he he just wanders the streets of Green Hills, completely haunted by that
1: night this uh the sequel to our fun children's it's a little yeah, yeah got, it, it took a turn well, it's a this lot is of the first
2: quick. this is the first 5 minutes we're getting through the exposition here so uh what's what makes all of this that much worse is the fact that everyone is pretty much seemed to forget him um you know they've they've heralded it up or held up their their new blue devil alien as as the town hero james marsden the the classically Classically handsome town sheriff has decided to stay and not move to his cool, bigger, way better job in San Francisco, and uh, and everyone's just kind of forgot that you know this crazy person blew up like a bunch of houses and a lot of people got hurt, um, including Adam Driver. Um, all they care about is this is their is their new alien friend. And uh, just as mysteriously as Sonic appeared years ago, we see a green hedgehog with red shades and a leather jacket and a smarmy grin emerging from a warp ring. Uh, we see Scourge running into Adam Driver's character while running, wandering around town drunk and slovenly eating a bagel with too much cream cheese, and Scourge <laughs> dubs him Bagel Dork. Bagel I I Dork. I won't know.
3: Saying it again didn't make it better. That, no. That's
2: a foil That's a foil to Donut Lord. So, Bagel Dork. Uh, bagel Dork and Scourge don't oh, like each other at first. Oh, Bagel
0: Dork. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now you get it.
2: Yeah. Uh, they don't like each other at first, but they soon find a common enemy in Sonic the Hedgehog and the town hero, Dorna- Donut Lord the Sheriff. Uh, so, together, they're going to take those losers down. And then, because this is a family movie, Bagel Dork eventually learns that Scourge is actually evil and stops before going too far. And he will eventually switch sides and work with Sonic and James Marston to trick Scourge into going back from where he came from, uh, reminding audience that heroes come in all shapes and sizes.
3: I don't like that you started your family movie, uh, the sequel to a family movie that started with a very fun and happy record scratch Yep, that's me. Bet you're wondering how I got here. And instead started it with a
0: firefighter tragedy. A first There's responder no getting injured, Andrew. <laughs> well, well but, here's, but, not great. But, but here's the rewrite. But rewrites. I balanced it. Here's Look, the we bounced it out. You, We've
2: got, it's a beautiful morning. Here's we the got rewrite that. for
1: you, Matt. We skip, we, we do it in reverse and just show a very sad um wheelchaired Adam Driver, and then you get your record scratch. <laughs> no. And he says, no. I guess you're wondering how I got here. Oh. And then we throw it back and show that he was it he was in the building and got a beam dropped on his back.
2: Yeah, we'll do that. We'll
3: make it that is that Thanks, better? Kyle. Is
1: that more lighthearted?
3: This episode yeah. is getting dangerously close to the content of the lost debate This episode <laughs> that we published.
1: Getting right up to that line. <laughs> It's a beautiful morning. Oh, that is enough of that. No, it's bad. Well, good news guys. The uh the studio the Paramount, execs
0: called? Paramount
1: <laughs> really, they really like all three characters you've brought today. But they Is that
3: good news? Why? Is that really good news, Kyle? I've got
1: I've got news
0: for you guys.
1: <laughs> they aren't going to sign any anyone make any decisions until we've talked about longevity. Because um, Paramount really is planning a a ten year arc of a Sonic cinematic universe, and they want your character to be able to support a standalone movie without Sonic. They want to hear what your pitch is for that movie, and any ideas for like A listers from the Sonic universe you want to bring in, like think think like Hulk or Doctor Strange in Thor three what potential for sequels do you have just all that fun stuff uh to make your standalone movie for your character
0: really um stand out i didn't stand like alone. It, uh, alone stand uh, uh, standalone. To, to make him really stand by himself that...
1: <laughs> we're gonna skip todd now and... <laughs> <laughs> no i've
0: got i've got good things um do so you... I, well i'm gonna hold you to that i've got I've got it opens things. with
2: silver. It opens with silver saying, "I stand alone."
3: Uh, that is my favorite Godsmack song. I that Godsmack is playing behind <laughs> me. <him. laughs> ah,
1: stand alone. Stop. You're stop. Sad. We gotta pay for that. Stop.
0: Yeah, we we need to monetize <laughs> this episode. Um, okay, so silver as a character is just very OP. I would draw the comparison to like silver at his maximum power is like binary form Captain Marvel OP, who can. You know, she can smash through full spaceships. Silver can can manipulate shit with his brain. So we are going to focus on what happens right after the big explosive ending of the the huge team-up moment in the movie that followed uh, Silver's introduction. And so this movie after that is going to be a movie about how Silver has to try to, like find his place in this like post battle life with his friend Blaze the Cat. Blaze the Cat is not the A-lister. Blaze the Cat is just his friend. So, thanks for thanks for clarifying that. It's right important. Away. Popular character Blaze the Cat is not the A-lister. <laughs> so, Blaze with surname the Cat, they have found themselves living in the mystic ruins with Blaze's cousin, Big. Big the Cat. Big the Cat is the A-lister. And I'm here to tell you that not only are we going to have everyone's favorite character, Big the Cat, make an appearance in the second outing of Silver the Hedgehog. You mean a reskinned Storm the Albatross? Uh, yeah. And here's, <laughs> and, here's and here's the thing: Big the Cat is going to be using a similar technology as Matt described, but it is going to be played by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And so, so <laughs> not only that, Blaze the Cat's favorite friend best friend is a small frog named froggy as for froggy that's kevin hart so this movie (laughs) (laughs) this this movie is going to go from what was you know that large huge explosive introduction of silver to this like weird much more low-key there are not issues in mystic ruins and then obviously things are going to ramp up in the end and then silver has to you know tackle that um, the kicker here is, as we're building this universe around Silver, because Silver is the moneymaker here now, the movie to follow that one is going to introduce another popular character that everyone loves, Espio the Chameleon, which, I mean, everyone already knows how much they love Espio. We've talked no. about that here on the podcast. No, I, I no one has Espio ever loved Espio, the Espio. Nope, <laughs> no. hear that? Everyone loves Espio. Um, nope. No. And, and then... Then, Kyle, the last thing I have to paint for you, so the thing that then pops off the second trilogy of Silver, because he's so popular, is going to be... You're giving this
3: guy six movies? Yeah, oh, yeah. You, in oh, yeah. ridiculous
0: headcanon six... that we've come up with, think it's really a good idea to give anyone six movies. Six movies and a Paramount plus limited run streaming service. And so, uh. um, <laughs> lastly, the, the villain that they introduced for the beginning of the second trilogy is going to be the one, the only, Dr. Eggman Nega. Because that is a thing that happens with Silver as his arch nemesis. And so, when you're going to have a character that runs parallel of Dr. Eggman, Jim Carrey, you have to give Jim Carrey the Waluigi treatment. And so, Kyle, the opposite actor for Jim Carrey, is going to be obviously the one and only... Gary Busey, yeah. So <laughs> oh, that is, that is oh, what, what we are getting, gross. Kyle. He's
2: not—he's not like an opposite. He's just like a like an alternate. I like, feel like Andrew put yeah. a lot
0: more
1: thought into his opposite character than you did, Todd. Mm, I don't think I so. Agree. I, I agree with you, Kyle.
0: Mm,
2: I have a better opposite to Jim Carrey. I would say Gary Busey is using Jim Carrey's powers for evil and not for good. <laughs> yes. I
0: stand like by that. what I've said because I like <laughs> because I've the, dug this I, hole and I have to stand well, in it <laughs> I'm, I'm in a deep hole also I just really like the mental image of like Gary Busey just getting too close to Jim Carrey and like sizing him up and then saying something really scientific like I just I, I want it I want that energy my
2: my image like the image that my brain went to is Jim Carrey like Jim or not Jim Carrey Gary Busey's version of Robotnik is just him in like a long sleeve tee. <laughs> it's just like, I, I, I just kind of like, like salivating at the mouth and like, just like in normal street
0: clothes. Again, I just have this mental image of him like out. I don't know. Jim Carrey, got in gotten people's faces really closely. And I want Gary Busey just getting a little bit closer to Jim Carrey's face. <laughs> <laughs> Take that as a quote that stands by itself. I, I only got into this podcast to get Gary Busey's face as close to Jim Carrey's as possible.
3: I'm not here to kink shame you, but that is a weird thing to design. I
1: don't have anything to explain to you in 2020. Sounds a little, sounds a little like kink shaming it, Matt. Um, (laughs) um, So, so that's, that's, uh, Matt, (laughs) tell us
3: about your movie. (laughs) Kyle, I'd like to tell you about my movie. So this, this Kyle is where things get really wild. This is it. The Babylon Rogues are wild thieves. They have a real grey moral ambiguity what as long they steal? as they get like paid. what
2: <laughs> why are they thieves? They just they just seem like chill birds who skateboard. Oh boy! <laughs> Crack your knuckles, we're going to some deep lore. Uh, Here we go. So
3: oh, they're Andrew. thieves because they've always been thieves because that's what I'm the sorry. descendant of the Babylonians are. Who are the Babylonians, you may ask? The Babylonians are those ancient alien genie-like beings I talked about. Like the Tower of
2: Babel, like in the Bible.
3: They're literally called the Babylonians like the Tower <laughs> of Babel in the Bible. Yes, I cool. do not know
0: why. but The Tower the of Babel in the Bible is a fun sentence to say.
1: <laughs> it is. The as opposed to all the other towers of babel the as babylonians the, ba- the babylonian rouges listen i need to talk
3: about the babylonian rogues so the babylonians were this ancient race of aliens who flew around the galaxy in this spaceship called the babylonian garden which is like literally the size of a world it's like a small world but it's a spaceship and it flies around all over the place powered by these rings called the arcs of the cosmos the arcs of the cosmos those are rings that harness the power of gravity like the ones in black holes and they use those rings to power their world-sized spaceship called the babylonian garden oh no they came to earth and earth's gravity messed up the rings or whatever, and they crashed and they crashed the Babylonian Garden. Because no
2: other planet has gravity? Like, what? Yeah,
3: right? I know. I didn't get that part either. It was murky. So, the Babylonian Garden crashes, but it doesn't, like, actually crash. It just floats above the Earth, kind of District 9 style for a little while. And somewhere in there, I don't know, they, like, mix it up with some birds, and then the descendants of the Babylonian race becomes anthropomorphic birds. It's weird. I don't really get that
2: part. Their story in this very children's canon, very children's series canon... Aliens did it with a bunch of birds, and now we got bird people on skateboards. Is that the lore? They went to
1: pound town with some birds, <laughs> and now we're here. <laughs> By this logic, did one like branch off and, and find a hedgehog to, to do this with? And that's oh. how we got Sonic? Or oh, yeah. Do
2: all
3: the and
1: anthropomorphic... did one make it with a bat? Yeah. Are no, bats birds? No, 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 no. Wait, so hold
3: on. Everybody stop. Also, bats aren't birds. Bats are mammals, I think. Who, um, who no. hooked up with, the... uh, with a Hot Topic bat? I know. The Babylonian <laughs> Rogues, the Babylonian Rogues are the avian anthropomorphic The Babylonian
2: bird Rouges. It's in the name, the Babylonian, Babylonian Rogues
3: are the descendants of the Babylonians. Now in nowhere in the Sonic canon have we ever seen the Babylonians, so we literally we do not know what the aliens look like, but now we know that they're anthropomorphic bird people, at least their descendants are. So we don't know if they came to Earth as anthropomorphic birds or if they came to Earth as aliens and then became Anthropomorphic birds—that part is
2: murky. Admittedly, they it's had to murky. be humanoids. They had to be humanoids, right? Because these these motherfuckers are—they have feet. Birds don't I have feet. Have birds, birds very much have
1: feet, Andrew. <laughs> 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 I mean, they have feet, but burning. not
2: like not human shoes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so the Babylonian rogues are are the descendants of these genie-like alien bird things, right? And forever, the Babylonian rogues have like lived on earth stealing things because that's what the Babylonian rogues do. And they've done that for generations, like literally since the aliens, the aliens showed up, crashed their spaceship and they're like, guess there's nothing else to do, but crime. And they start stealing things. And so (laughs) then eventually the Babylonian garden, like crashes, crashes and comes to earth and gets buried under the sands in the desert. And then the Babylonian rogues can continue as this family line, but they forget That they were ever the descendants of alien genie bird being things. So, the Babylonian rogues steal things because of that, I guess. I don't know. They just always have. They've always stolen things. They steal things because they're the Babylonian rogues. So, they have this real great moral ambiguity, right? And they're going to steal some things. And this leads them to team up with Eggman for a while in an attempt to steal the Chaos Emeralds to reactivate the Garden of Babylon. Because, like reasons so that's sonic canon all right that's what happens in the books but we're gonna take some liberties here because the sonic movies haven't quite gotten to the chaos emerald part in the sthcu so instead the babylonian rogues are gonna team up with jim carrey's eggman to steal back the arcs of the cosmos which are those black hole rings that power the spaceship i was talking about earlier and then we're gonna do this sweet action heist movie that's really kind of like point break And they're going to steal back the arcs of the cosmos. It's going to be wild. But here's the thing, right? Eggman knows where all the arcs of the cosmos are, but he doesn't have all of them because Amy Rose has one of them. And Amy Rose is that sweet A-lister that we're going to pull into this movie to make it sell tickets. Amy Rose. Woo! Hey, Amy
0: Rose. Matt, just real quick question. Do you you think this movie would be more of like a two-hour and like 23-minute movie? Or like a one hour and 52 minute movie. It sounds
2: like an HBO miniseries.
0: (laughs) Those are weirdly specific numbers, Todd. Why do you ask? I'm just trying to decide if this movie is going to feel more like I'm watching Man of Steel or Thor The Dark World. Because I there's see whereas Man of Steel didn't really. it, It was all plot and exposition. Thor The Dark World assumed you knew what was going on, but then continued to just shovel the more exposition at you with things you didn't care about.
3: Well, if, if that's is the Amy scale Rose, by which by Portman, things, if that's the scale by which you go by things, then yes, Amy Rose is Natalie Portman. It's actually not the worst thing that could have
0: happened out of that, but...
2: <laughs> no, Todd, it's like Fear of the Walking Dead. It's giving me canon and lore about a period that I've never
0: asked questions about. <laughs> it's true. That the, the, the writer of the book era of the graphic novel specifically said we're not here to talk about why this happened right
3: i have been offended by a lot of things (laughs) but fear the walking dead is the worst one that one cuts real deep that one hurts bad
2: you're welcome you're welcome don't Um, say that i my thing is not better (laughs) no it's definitely not gonna be better
1: Please tell us about it so we can um, we can end this. All right,
2: so we we ended we ended the last my last movie with Scourge being sent back to where he came from, but actually he didn't get sent back to where he came from. Uh oh. He he. Whoops. He never actually left Earth. Whoops! Uh, all instead, Scourges. Whoops! All Scourges <laughs> indeed. Instead, Scourge was teleported to the exact opposite of Green Hills, Missouri. So Which we is... open. We open, let me reveal it, we open with a sign welcoming the audience to Scarlet Valley, a small suburban neighborhood located in upstate New York.
0: I don't know what that means for me. Boo! Scarlet Valley. Scarlet Boo. Valley is
2: the... Bad, Bad. is the opposite of green. Bad Valley pun. is the opposite of a hill. Bad was, you know why West it is coast not the opposite East of green. Coast.
0: Uh-uh. no no look, the wheel, okay, no look at a I... color stop. wheel bitch okay stop I'm look at a color wheel stop of... look at a color wheel i'm not gonna make fun of you for that i'm gonna make fun of you because i don't know why you didn't pull out some sort of deep lore actual location in the sonic universe and went for the low-hanging lazy fruit
2: because i went for the low-hanging lazy fruit and everything else
0: <laughs> you did an uh, you gave lore that none of us cared to hear about but this was the one where you're like nah Yep. <laughs> so,
2: anyway, so this should watch...
0: be the case.
2: <laughs> so, the beginning of this movie is going to be much like the beginning of the, fir- of the Sonic movie, whereas we watch Scourge kind of like take in, to introduce us to the town through his eyes. But of course, he's got way more attitudes. to be like, this is this nerd. Um, in particular, he hates this one particular man played by Stephen Tobolowski. Now, you might not know who Stephen Tobolowski is just by saying the name. Um, I don't. Did you see Groundhog today? Do you guys know that movie? Yeah. That was Bill Murray. Uh, ne- yeah. Ned-, Ned Ryerson? Ned? <laughs> Ryerson? Ned Ryerson? <laughs> That's Steven Tobolowski Oh. Yeah. Wow. He was also, he's been in like a thousand things. He was in Glee for a little bit. He was in Silicon Valley. He's been in like uh, he is he is like the number one he the most like more things. epitomous yeah he is the epitomous example of of that guy like you can't name like one off name his characters because he's a character actor but like when you look at his face you're going to be like oh fuck that guy yeah totally
1: He is he is one of the most notorious that guys in, in yes cinema
2: Second I would say I would argue second only to James I forget his last name who has been Who has played either the president or the secretary of state in every action movie ever. Um, Anyway, so uh, Stephen Tobolowsky, the reason I picked him is, like the Adam Driver, uh, James Marsden connection, Stephen Tobolowsky, in my mind, is the actual opposite of Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, you've got a very overstated, very not-character actor, right? Everything Jim Carrey plays is basically himself, it's his own character. Jim Carrey is the character, right? Um, So Jim Carrey, you know what you're going to get with a Jim Carrey movie. So you need someone who's, to, his foil is going to be a very understated, probably someone who, who, you know, his personality isn't really known, right? He's someone who kind of blends into his character, so hence Stephen Tobolowsky. So we see him walking down, he's wearing a white coat, walking down the street, he's got a little stethoscope around his neck, obviously he's a doctor, he's, um, he's waving to people, clearly he's very well liked in this little town. We see him walk inside his office. There's a nameplate on the door that says, Dr. Julian Kintobor, veterinarian. Oh, wait, Kintobor? Hold out. I'm going to re- I'm gonna have to flip yeah, it. Nah. Reverse it. Oh, reverse.
3: Oh, I get it. It's, it's Robotnik backwards. backwards. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the low,
2: this is the low-hanging fruit, because oh, that's the, actual low-hanging. Nemesis, the actual nemesis of Scourge the Hedgehog is Dr. Julian Kintobor, a kindly veterinarian. <laughs>
1: Wait, so are the Scourge comics just this like kinda asshole hedgehog yeah. tormenting this poor veterinarian Basically. for no reason? He
2: doesn't have it he doesn't have his own I mean Scourge is the bad guy in his in his world. Like he is like Robotnik is the evil, like he is he Robotnik took over Mobius, Scourge took over Mo, anti-Mobius. But or why Mobius. why does he pick
1: on this one particular vet, veter, veterinarian? <laughs>
2: Cause he cause he's too nice. Um because he because and this is where Buns Rabbit comes into play because Rabbit is <laughs> Buns <laughs> Rabbit is actually Scourge's other girlfriend, secret girlfriend, who Secret girlfriend dumped her because she had because, not kidding, she was diagnosed with AIDS and Dr. Kintabor oh, is what? trying to cure her Whoa! of her
0: AIDS. Whoa! Is that canon in the comic book? Oh uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> who does <sighs> I mean, and like, okay, let's let's be fair. That's that's worse
1: than your reveal that Adam Driver was in a wheelchair.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know. Marvel did some really like, and I didn't make that up. Marvel did like terrible things to women superheroes for a long time, and then they like retconned all of it because they're like, "Wow, we were terrible." But man, it's really bad. Archie comics are supposed to be like lighthearted
2: and not that, but but they're not though. Like, read, like, look at any any comic of Betty and Veronica and under like it's fucked up. The Sonic corner
0: of Archie comics where everyone has, just everyone different. isn't wearing pants and has like one defining feature. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Buns rabot has AIDS. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> I'm going to leave you with that. So, uh, Kinto played by Stephen Tobolowski, walks into his office. He looks suspicious. He shuts the blinds. He opens a secret hatch in the back of his office, and we follow him in the back room where we see a small red echidna wearing a black beret. And Tobolowski says, Oh, Nux, how are you feeling? Pause. So, okay. when I well, mentioned... And the, last, the last reveal here is when I mentioned the suppression squad earlier, I... Of purposely omitted the Knuckles version because the anti Knuckles is actually not f- part of Scourge's team. Anti Knuckles is a pacifist because normal Knuckles likes to fight. Anti Knuckles, <laughs> I kid you not, has a fr- has a black beret and a small thin mustache. Because and, he's French. And his na- because he's French and his name is Onux.
3: How is that your important question? Yep. Uh, Todd asked my important question.
0: How is
2: it spelled? O apostrophe N-U-X.
0: Nope, that's the worst one. They could have been a lot of things and be bad, but that yeah. was really bad.
2: Yeah. That one was the worst. So Onux says, I'm feeling better. My thanks, Dr. Kintobor. You are really a paragon of society and a true friend. Onux tells Dr. Kintobor he doesn't have any money to pay him, so he offers him, let's say it together, a chaos... The
3: power emerald. of friendship.
2: Oh. Nailed it. Um okay. So him giving... Him giving Uh, a chaos emerald sets in motion scourge assembling his actual suppression squad team to steal the emerald back and use its powers to get home to anti-mobius and or take over new york state we don't really know yet which and that's the movie scourge the hedgehog (laughs) suppression squad i would like to end this
0: podcast now I would like to be done. I'll
1: I'll torpedo my
0: option if it's just not
1: Andrew's. The best the best part about a Scourge the Hedgehog movie is the article headlines slamming it after it bombs just right themselves. Yeah. Like
2: yeah, yeah, it's it's incredibly <laughs> tasteless.
0: It's it's gonna have the kind of like punchy headlines like when Cats was bad. When it was like <laughs> the yeah. the cats the movie is the worst thing to happen to cats since dogs was one of the like, <laughs> yeah, just,
1: just all the all the all the editors of major publications that review movies get to like flex their pun muscles for a week.
2: Shadow the Hedgehog sold like a couple million copies,
0: so whatever of a game.
1: <laughs> and then people are very different learned.
0: Movies. People learned from that. Yeah. Um, and that's the
1: thing people wanted a shadow the hedgehog game <laughs> nobody wants no, this asked for a scourge the hedgehog movie yeah. um had i
0: known scourge existed i would have asked for the opposite i would have said please don't
1: so so guys paramount's gonna gonna look some of these movies over maybe maybe scrap most of the ideas here today but but see which one's most marketable we'll see but they as as they try to launch this um and this is this will be our super secret bonus question if that if that needs to be spelled out for you three. As they plan this this cinematic universe for Sonic, they they really want to tap into some of that, some more of that 90s nostalgia that Sonic and Jim Carrey really brought to the movie and bring to the franchise. And they feel the best way to do that is to tie into the movie a 90s style sweepstakes giveaway for kids many will enter few will win um so when we come back from the break uh paramount wants to hear your ideas for a giveaway sweepstakes that ties into the character you are trying to make a movie of um but first we are going to take a short break
2: if you're anything like me then you've sat and stared at the clock on your phone and asked yourself. Why is this different from the time on my computer? And why is that different from the clock in my car? Can I even trust my cell phone carrier to tell me what time it is? Have I become so reliant on capital C corporations to help me perform daily functions that I can't even tell time without them? Well then it's time, you checked out, time.is. Time.is is, I assume, the internet's only truly universal timekeeping device freed from the shackles of a centralized location or a physical mechanism. Time.is will tell you exactly what time it is and how off your pleb clock is, all within a less than 1 one-hundredth of a second. Okay, so you've got your time, but what if you want to know, say, the time in Hong Kong? Well, Time.is has the correct time for any location on Earth. Just search for your location in the search bar and you'll find out what time it is there too. Whether you're synchronizing watches to prepare for an elaborate and needlessly flashy bank heist, or you're recording separate audio tracks for an amateur podcast, Time.Is is is your solution for decentralized timekeeping. Just go to www.time.is. No registration or payment is needed. It's literally just a digital clock. There's like nothing else you have to do and no other expectations that are set. Just use it whenever you need an accurate clock.
1: All right, we're back. So, guys, the uh, Paramount is here. As you may remember, they asked you guys to come up with a 90s-style sweepstakes giveaway um, that ties in your character to the Sonic movie. Uh, so, Todd, what are we giving away in your sweepstakes, and what's the, what's the contest?
0: So, the, the person that wins, so this is all obviously... Okay, we're going really, really 90s hard. So the the kid that wins this competition gets to do that old Nickelodeon super toy run thing where they like run through the store trying to grab as many toys as they can and put it into a shopping cart. Through the through the now bankrupt Toys R Us. Yes, through the now bankrupt Toys R Us. But since this is all silver themed, they aren't allowed to use their hands. Their hands have to stay on the cart, and instead they have a gigantic helmet with huge silver the hedgehog Plush hair, but then there's also wavy PVC pipes that kind of radiate out like it's supposed to be fake telekinetic <laughs> powers. And the kids have to use their heads to knock the toys into the cart. It's impossible, and they're also probably <laughs> going to probably going to hurt their necks. But it's all the uh, the announcers yelling that you know little Timmy's using the power of his mind to like move these toys into the carts. The best part though is for kids to get chosen. We have an elite sponsorship or I guess a partnership with Wheaties using the tagline feed your mind to be the best. And we're having people buy Wheaties under some very loose 90s legal terminology that that doesn't say that Wheaties will give you telekinetic powers, but gets really close to saying (laughs) it it.
1: doesn't say Wheaties won't give you telekinetic powers.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's like it's it's really fast and loose 90s shit. And so every box of Wheaties that you buy, kids have to mail in the UPC codes using real envelopes with real stamps through the real <laughs> post office, just like 1992, to enter this contest. So a winner is going to be picked
1: like two, two and a half years after <laughs> the movie comes out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> and then uh, okay. ten, 10 people who don't win will also be given um extreme skate helmets with silver the hedgehog plush hair it is four feet wide and tall
1: (laughs) all right that i'm the best that actually sounds really fun um (laughs) i i really like that um matt what do you got for us tell us about your sweepstakes giveaway
3: it's gonna be the most extreme sweepstakes giveaway extreme gear so extreme gear is in it's gonna be extreme gear with a big old x here we go. So imagine this <laughs> open TikTok video, Twitter video, oh, YouTube video, whatever. Viral video, short, short viral video. We see the legs of Jet the Hawk, but it's actually just like a guy with, with green socks and Jet the Hawk shoes. But it's like the legs of Jet the Hawk and they're riding an extreme gear in a very real, very... Uh, like actual skate park and we're going to cgi out the wheels of the skateboard so it looks like an actual extreme gear and they're going to do a really sick kickflip and they're going to ride fifty fifty down a really sick rail and then they're going to do some other cool skateboarding move uh, it's been a long time since i played tony hawk pro skater <laughs> a benihana that's a thing i remember they're going to do a benihana <laughs> and a pop shove it and then boom smash cut fade out it's not jet the hawk riding that extreme gear it's tony hawk riding that extreme gear (laughs) and tony hawk and birdhouse have teamed up with paramount for the jet the hawk extreme gear giveaway where you upload your sickest extreme gear trick to the internet using the hashtag i didn't get this far in the branding
1: using the hashtag (laughs) Jet X Tony Hawk. I don't know. <laughs> Tony the Hawk. Tony the Hawk feels really natural. And Tony the not Hawk. is yeah. terrible yeah. Yeah. as the other yeah. one. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag Jet the Tony
3: sweepstakes. Hashtag, so
2: Tony, hasht- hashtag Tony Hawk definitely didn't do it with a bunch of birds.
3: <laughs> so hashtag, you upload your video with hashtag Jet the Tony sweepstakes. And whoever uploads the most sickest, extreme extreme gear trick is gonna get sent to them a very real very actual very super real extreme gear board that is definitely just a prop that you hang on your wall and cannot actually be ridden and doesn't actually hover. That's in the small print at the bottom of the screen. Also, Paramount and Birdhouse, not liable for anybody who gets injured trying to do extreme gear tricks. But the winner gets a really sick extreme gear, and then 15 runners-up are gonna get little extreme gear tech decks, and they're gonna be signed, and we're gonna tell them they're signed, and they're gonna think it's signed by Tony Hawk, but it's not. It's gonna be signed by Jet the Hawk, because that's the movie we're doing. <laughs> Tiny extreme gear tech decks signed by Jet the Hawk with no wheels, so you can't do any cool tech deck things with them. Jet the Tony
0: giveaway. Two two things, Matt. <laughs> I yes. I this is very nineties. Well, one, this <laughs> is right. very nineties because that was about, I guess, the 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 apex of people posting videos of themselves doing really stupid stuff and getting hurt on the internet was like coming out of the nineties,
4: uh-huh. and so
0: like this harbors that energy very well where lots of people are going to get hurt for this competition
3: yeah uh-huh a lot of people are going to get hurt but i need you to remember a very specific advertising campaign do you guys remember
1: flywheels
3: is that doing anything no, for that anybody to... that
1: name rings no. a bell but i could not tell you what a flywheel is
3: yeah, so I had to google what they're called because I didn't remember either. Flywheels are kind of like Beyblades, except they're car tires. Oh, that's and right. And you put them on this handle and you rip the
1: stick and then they fly. Oh. No, they don't yeah. fly, they they roll forward like a wheel. Yeah, until they well, hit. I mean, they,
3: they roll, they fly like wheels do. And um, there was a ramp and the they whole glide. thing of the advertising fly, campaign. <laughs> 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 the whole thing of this advertising campaign was that you could use a flywheel and hit this flywheel ramp and jump
1: over an airplane
3: does anybody else remember this is this just a me i thing? do
1: because i also remember that the the way they s- advertised it was it like they reached relative speeds of 400 miles an hour <laughs> which meant i do remember that which, yes which meant like If it were a real-sized wheel going as fast as the flywheel is, it would be going 400 miles an hour. But it's this big, so it's only going, like, 15.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yep, so it's going to be exactly like that advertising campaign. We're going to show Tony the Jet the Hawk doing these crazy extreme gear tricks, and then people are going to try and replicate them, but we're going to put on the advertisement that we're not liable for any injuries. You have to sign a waiver and
0: send that waiver in with your video um the other thing that i was gonna say matt is i really wish the winner got a legitimate functioning high-powered hoverboard because that seems like (laughs) just the kind of uncontrolled chaos energy of the 90s where like you give some eight-year-old this like overpowered hoverboard
1: and just wait for him to definitely not get injured give give an eight-year-old a a green goblin glider Is essentially what Todd is proposing right now. <laughs> yep. Um, Andrew, what a, what about your sure. your '90s sweepstakes giveaway?
2: Yeah. So uh, one thing that every kid, every '90s kid, has in common is they they have to deal with gravity every day. Gravity <laughs> is a very real thing. So it's <clears> the great equalizer. some say, if, <laughs> if if Anti Sonic is the radder version of Sonic, then one could say anti gravity. The radder version of gravity, and what better way to experience anti-gravity than moon shoes? <laughs> Boy. So every uh, at every participating at any participating Taco Bell, uh, <laughs> you're you you as a '90s kid are eligible to win the the uh, Scourge the Hedgehog anti sick anti gravity rad '90s extreme get sweets big sweepstakes giveaway um every third if you buy an extra large uh baja blast you get one <laughs> of those two stamps that will that could give you a chance to win the Moonshoes, but will probably just give you a free Chaco
1: taco i mean free Chaco taco is yeah a pretty good consolation prize I I would actually take a chakra taco over moon shoes and when while well, 32
2: but but that's the, obviously it's not targeted to me. And uh much much like the McDonald's Milli or McDonald's uh, malt, uh, uh monopoly. monopoly campaign was was a was a uh, stroke of evil genius this too will be a similar villainous act whereas no one actually wins the moon shoes because the moon shoes don't exist (laughs) uh it's trying to follow along the the same format as the
1: boardwalk park place catch where everyone gets a boardwalk piece but park park place exists like in the back of mcdonald's warehouse somewhere
0: no while we're talking about this right now have you guys watched mcmillions the documentary It's, it's Literally queued up on my HBO now I just haven't watched it yet. I We can't talk more about it right now Because I'll like yeah. go into a fever dream over it But it talks about what you just said Kyle I know I we I need to watch it Organized crime was running the Monopoly game Well this too <laughs> This too Disguised
2: as moon shoes
1: Alright These are all These are way better sweepstakes giveaways Than movies you pitched Guys Um, But that's that's not yeah. what we're doing today. So uh Paramount is going to going to think over everything you brought to us like they always do. So while they're while they're in their their back offices um give us or before they go to their back offices, I'm sorry. Um give us your your last your last
0: words before they before they close up and decide. Um so in true silver fashion, silver would just leave you with a quote that says Thanks to our efforts, this movie will be a success. Also, the rock mocap is a seven-foot purple cat, Kevin Hart to scale.
1: Um, Matt. No, yeah, Matt. Matt is second, and Andrew is third today. I'm tired, guys. In place
3: of my concluding
1: statement, I would simply like
3: to issue a correction. Earlier in this episode, I said that I Stand Alone was my favorite Godsmack song, and it is not. It is their cover of Rocky Mountain Way, also, when legends rise, that's the end of my conclusion. Thanks.
2: <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. And Andrew. Uh, also, in lieu of, my, of, a, of a formal closing statement, I'd like to list off the rest of the Destructix, <laughs> um, <so, laughs> which are also all Mega Man X bosses.
1: Andrew, the board recognizes your decision to cede the rest of your time. And <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so we've got, in, in no
2: particular order, Predator Hawk. Sergeant Simeon, Drago Wolf, Fiona Fox, Flying Frog, Sleuth Dog, and Lightning <laughs> Lynx.
0: Sleuth Dog sounds like a cheap beer. I was just gonna say <laughs> Sleuth Dog is like the knockoff to Brew Dog branding beer. <laughs> You're gonna say Scruff
1: yeah.
2: McGruff the Crime
1: Dog. <laughs> See, I was gonna, I was gonna say. Sleuth Dog sounds like Jesse, one of Jesse Pinkman's like stoner friends <laughs> in Breaking Bad. He
2: he looks like he just got just got broken out of jail. He's like, Sleuth Dog's Sleuth Dog's like
0: not fuck not fucking around. Sleuth Dog is the the like the special edition beer that uh, Brew Dog puts out for a true con- true crime podcast that they're launching. <laughs> 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 there it is,
1: we got it. All right, so with with that uh paramount has now gone into behind closed doors to make their decision so while they're there guys uh do some good vibes say some nice things about each other
0: um (laughs) if there are any nice things to say today boy guys there's a reason why b-list characters just stay b-list characters i think and we did a we did a a real a real a real podcast today to try and do this um (laughs) Matt, I actually really like Jet the Hawk. I think Jet the Hawk's a cool character. I um, first knew about Jet the Hawk, I believe, from Sonic Riders. I think that's where Jet the Hawk showed up. Um, Yep. And I remember seeing Jet the Hawk on the cover of the game. I was like, wow, that's actually super, super cool. Um, The whole, like... People boning birds and and black holes and and rings to power their planet-sized spaceship. That's a a lot. I don't... It it seems to me, again, one more time, that they made a cool character. and like, well, I guess we gotta explain what happened here. And they couldn't have just, (laughs) you know, not done that. But no, I like Jet the Hawk. I think that's a good character. And I think, aside from the weird things about Babylonians, it was great what you did today. Um...
4: Take that. Andrew,
0: if you take the nice things that I said to Matt and then take them out, that's what I have to say to you.
4: <laughs> uh,
0: Scourge, the, Scourge the Hedgehog is an affront to all things that I love. Uh, no, one, no one asked for Scourge the Hedgehog. In fact, the fact that there had been an Evil Sonic and then an Anti-Sonic and then Scourge the Hedgehog, which is great because the quote at the top of the Scourge the Hedgehog wiki, Evil Sonic, Anti-Sonic, old news the new hotness is a real scourge that's Uh, a quote that he said at one point in time that came out of his stupid hedgehog mouth uh, i value the work that you put into completely fleshing out this terrible thing you brought us today (laughs) it's it's got a real i want to say it's got a real thunderbolts vibe but i'm kind of getting suicide squad yeah yeah that's bad I'll take it. But maybe once the first movie doesn't do well, maybe it'll relaunch and be better, because that's kind of what they're trying to do now.
2: It's got big birds of prey energy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, okay, yeah, Todd, I don't remember you answering the third question, so I'm just going to go <laughs> off your first two questions that you answered. Um, My third
0: question introduced Gary Busey that's, uh, you don't remember it. <laughs> that's <laughs> why i don't remember it yeah yeah that's i weird. I, I too weird. like to forget all things in my life that are associated with gary Busey. um
3: so positive things about you todd uh you brought big the cat here and there's something to be said for that um also you referenced sonic so, sonic 06 like it's a real game that can actually be referenced <laughs> and not a fever dream that we all at once had together as a collective society which until today i believed that it was um Andrew similar to what Todd said yeah those <laughs> no, same things uh yeah. in all seriousness though I like Scourge Scourge is really good he's so
2: stupid <laughs>
3: like it looks terrible but yeah it's like the right kind of terrible like when when we kind of came up with this question of like what are we gonna do for the 50th episode oh let's do terrible sonic characters again and we we unleashed the Pantheon to, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be the Chaotix. It doesn't have to be, it can be whoever. And you said, guys, Scourge the Hedgehog. The minute I clicked on that wiki link, I lost my shit. It's <laughs> so stupid and amazing. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And the fact that he's got the leather jacket with, like, those two bullshit straps that don't matter. Right. And that the, like, sleeves are frayed it's so good it's
2: it's some it's some tetsuya nomura bullshit right there
1: yeah scourge is this weird thing where like it was definitely a trope in like the late 80s early 90s to do the like the nega version of your hero character like like Captain captain planet had captain pollution um yeah you had bizarro for superman just
2: yeah it was bizarro as everybody was just doing
1: bizarro but yeah. Sonic isn't, like, your squeaky clean goody two-shoes kind of hero that needs a, like, mm-hmm. nega version. So trying to make the nega version of the, like, extreme cool character gives you right. Scourge, the hedgehog. Well,
2: like, that's that's <laughs> that's what makes it weird, because he's already a foil. Like, he was made yeah. to be a foil of Sonic, or of Mario. Yeah, exactly. So it's like... Yeah, like a, a, a an evil version of Sonic is just like more. <laughs> which, which, like, if yeah. they
1: were gonna do that, they should have done it and had like had Mar- a their version of Mario actually exist and be the negative version. But um,
0: another thing too, just because everything is you know cyclical and happens over and over again, Metal Scourge is a thing. Doctor Robotnik no, made a, it's a, no, it's a not, Metal not Scourge. <laughs>
2: He certainly is a thing, yeah. Yeah. You should no. have a stupid mouth. Yeah. Metal Metal Scourge is uh, is green and also has the sunglasses, and oh, he's got flame. No. He's got flame decals on him. Oh, it's so bad!
0: I'm deep. I'm deep yeah. in the lore, and apparently the the fearsome foursome, which was the start to just...
2: reported to
0: Mammoth Mogul. Oh just no! It up. all goes yep. full circle again. It all, it all connects.
2: It all connects. I hate it. That's right. Wow. That's right. Serving uh. as the mogul's quote dumb muscle. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Well, that's um, all I have. Go ahead, Andrew. Todd, I I really I actually I really like Silver as a concept, not as an execution. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> um. He's his, <laughs> his 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 the idea behind him was like let's do like a you know let's let's basically he's future Trunks, right? Like he's Trunks mm-hmm. from DBZ, and like he is the Trunks to Sonic's Goku, and it's like okay, let's bring like a cool like serious you know, OP character from the future, but he just kind of ended up being like kind of a boner um, mm-hmm. because that game is just not, not great. No, um, but I, I like the idea of bringing silver into the, sh- into the canon, and it, and it actually like of all the crappy B list characters, that one probably makes the most sense because silver is like the most actual like fleshed out foil to Sonic. Right. Cause he's like, he is when you think about it, like he's the serious one. He's like no nonsense. Where Sonic's like chili dogs. Like that <laughs> is more of a foil than just like a leather jacket and sunglasses. Yeah. You know,
1: I will never get enough of Andrew's Sonic the Hedgehog impression. Either,
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but but very good pick, uh, Matt. Um, what did you pick again?
1: You had... Jet the Hawk. I Jet had Jet the, the Hawk. Hawk. Fucking Sean Hawk. Sean Aston in a
2: in a Um the Sean that the Sean Aston <laughs> keeps favorite. coming I back
1: to mind, but he did Sean, Jet the Hawk. Sean
2: Aston in the, Sean Aston in that mesh <laughs> that mesh suit or uh playing playing uh the albatross character, the big the cat the gray big the cat is very, very good. Um just just a really good pick. I if you hadn't picked Jet the Hawk, I definitely would have gone with one of the Babylon rogues because they're just they're like C. If if chaotics are C tier, they're D tier. <laughs> <laughs> so well well done both of you, and and happy fifty guys.
1: Yeah, more happy yeah. happy fifty, and to at least fifty more. At least. All right. Um. <laughs> so, uh, Par- the Paramount has has made their decision. They're all filing out of their boardroom, it, and looking very judgmental and concerned. One um, of us is getting a good answer; the other two are getting
0: horse heads in our bed.
1: Truth. <laughs> so the good news is they they are going to use all the characters that you guys brought today. You're not all necessarily getting movie deals, but or like paid. You, you made good arguments <laughs> for the characters, and they will be included in the Marvel in the sorry in the Sonic <laughs> cinematic universe because we've got 10 years of uh of movies to flesh out here. Oh, yeah. um, that was
2: quite the contract that we sang. So
1: to start. Um, Andrew, they are not going to make a Scourge the Hedgehog movie of course at not. this point in time. <laughs> well, that would be silly. <laughs> no, because, Certainly not. because of course they aren't. However, um, when they when they get to the Guardians of the Galaxy stage, there will be Scourge the Hedgehog Easter eggs hidden all in the background of whatever movie that ends up being. <laughs> That's um, All I need is my collector nod. That's it. So from there, Matt, they are not making a Jet the Hawk movie at this time however they have decided jet the hawk is going to play a like a minor role in the overarching movie or in the overarching um cinematic universe because they really they really like the tie-in merchandising options of extreme gear and a blue hawk is pretty or a green hawk is pretty cool um, what really drove them away though was that they didn't want to make a two and a half hour slog fest of a movie explaining the Babylon
0: Rogues history because good lord, that's a nightmare. <laughs> they'll they'll have to revisit that one. Um they'll teach they'll give that the Eternals treatment if we're doing anything yeah. now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm, that feels right. I'm okay with like, this. So, this feels right. so Jet the Hawk and, and they're they're seeing about getting um storm the albatross in so that they can get sean astin into a silly costume because they really want to get sean astin into a silly costume they really don't
3: all of us want to get sean astin into a silly costume really really really
1: really liked that part of your pitch um so that leaves us with todd um you you will be getting your silver the hedgehog movie deal today two
0: two trilogies
1: right standalone Uh, absolutely not they're they're they'll hash that out with you but no not two (laughs) trilogies (laughs) um they no character has ever needed six movies
3: at you fast and the furious
1: (laughs) um got them they they really liked the the very like stoic stick in the mud hedgehog to be the opposite to sonic's uh wholesome snarkiness and they they think that'll play really well with the kids when um when shadow or not shadow silver sorry uh gives you know gives a very grim description of why he had to come from the future and sonic like and they cut to sonic and he's got a mouth full of chili dogs with like a hot dog hanging out of his mouth or something they they just like they someone threw that storyboard panel up on the wall in their meeting and they're like sold Make the movie. Why isn't it made already? Um, so, <laughs> uh, congratulations, Todd. You are our winner today.
0: That makes me like one for fifty. So I'll take that. Yeah, that c- congratulations. Take it, it. Take your win and, and
1: squirrel it away for a, for the hard times when you don't win it. I'll, I'll put
0: it. I'll put it on my. I'll put it on my shelf next to my other two wins. So thanks everyone
1: for listening to debate this. Uh, follow along with the argument on twitter facebook and instagram at debate this cast you check out our website at debatethiscast.com. and if you like what you hear please leave us a review so more people can hear our nerdy dumb show and so we can hopefully do 50 more episodes thank you everyone for sticking with us through 50 episodes uh we seriously
2: thank you (laughs) yeah yeah
1: it's it's appreciated We we appreciate your your listenership and um look forward to giving you more episodes in the future um so until next time i'm
0: kyle harper i'm todd sleuth dog is a bit too hoppy for my liking thomas <laughs> <laughs> i'm matt tony the jet the hawk board
2: Cole. and i'm andrew just sort of remind you all that scourge the hedgehog's main nemesis is a kind veteran trying to cure a bunny rabbit of eight
0: henderson is that your nickname in college was it
4: <laughs> sure was
0: that well, was right off the tongue yep thank thank
1: you all for debating with us and if you think we're wrong you can come fight us behind the swing sets nerds
0: they would announce that as andrew would come onto the football field of high school <laughs> <laughs>